Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. This is Dr. Jay Calvert and the famous and fabulous Dr. Millicent Ravello. How are you, Dr. Ravello? I am fabulous. I don't know about famous, but I'm feeling fabulous today. You are famous in the realm of your patients because <laughs> they have talked to me about your fame. They said, you know, she's very famous. I said, I do know that. Well, thank you, patients of mine. They, are, they love you. You are famous with your patients. Thank you very much. Soon to be famous with everybody else. I feel that's coming. Yeah, well, we shall see. As long as you're famous with your patients, that's, that's all, that all that matters. That's all that matters. I know. That's, all that matters. That's why I always say I just need my patients to know that I am here for them and on the team. And that is why we are here because we want to be advocates for our patients and we don't want them to spend money that they don't need to, to not get the results that they want and to leave our offices with what they came for, getting what they came for, which is a very roundabout introduction to saying, let's talk about fillers versus facelifts. When do the fillers crap out and when do you have to go to the night? Yes. And this is a little mini pet peeve of mine because I see it all the time. And this is not the topic where we're going to talk about plastic surgeons, dermatologists versus med spas, injectors, but that is going to play into it because where you go and who you go to is very much going to influence the type of treatment that is recommended to you. Correct. I mean, it's all about artistry in... In aesthetics. In aesthetics. And what can that practitioner offer you? And if they don't do surgery, guess what they're going to offer you? Yeah. There's going to be fillers till you look like. Fillers till you die. <laughs> because that's the what they can do. The Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. And that's where they make their money. And that's what you're going to get. Yeah. There's there's a limit. Um, this, is, this is a very key topic because I think it really it does boil down to artistry and understanding the procedures. And and this is where experience time in the business before and afters the, the way your philosophy of aesthetics comes in. And, you know, I have a lot of patients that are in the rock spa with my, you know, amazing nurse injectors and, and PAs and, and there are people that I inject that, you know, just want me to do their fillers and Botox, which I'm totally cool with. <laughs> I saw that face, um, which I am. But they, you know, they, uh, there is a, there's a limit. There's a limit. And when you reach that limit, you know, it was just like when you said like, okay, I'm tired of this. You have to lift this. So yes. you have to lift this cheek for me. And that's that. Yeah. Because the fillers weren't doing it. And if your face just keeps getting wider and wider, at some point you have to go north. Right. And so the, the idea has, has always been behind fillers. Well, so, okay. Here's the thing. If you're getting fillers when you're younger because you want to augment your cheekbones or augment your jawline or your lips, that's totally different. What we are talking about are fillers for the aging face. So you're coming to a practitioner because you don't like the loss of volume. You don't like the descent of the soft tissues on your face. And you're coming for a solution to those problems. And you come in because you're thinking you've heard your friends, blah, 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 have used fillers. And you want to know, are fillers an option for me? The answer to that question is sometimes. Sometimes in that mid-30s to early 40s age range, fillers are a good option for some people. 
They will enhance volume. They'll give you a small lift. They'll give you a little bit more of that youthful plumpness back. But at some point, you're going to hit a time, an age, where the fillers no longer provide that benefit. And they cannot keep up with gravity. And what is (laughs) descent of the soft tissues, loss of skin elasticity. And if you keep trying to inject fillers to blow up and to you know, return your face back to what it used to be when you're 25, you're going to hit a brick wall. Well, you're going to start to look weird. And you're going to start to look really, that's when you're going to see those like puffy, fat faces. And if you're going to a injector, whether it's a nurse, a dermatologist, a plastic surgeon, I would hope that that person tells you at some point, I can no longer address your issues with fillers I recommend a facelift. I recommend a blepharoplasty. I recommend whatever. And if you choose to not do that, that's fine. That is your decision. Some people are very adverse to surgery, but it needs to be something that is offered to you when you get to that stage. And that is my pet peeve. When providers continue to put filler in patients, offer them treatments that they know are not going to help the patients rather than giving them an option for a surgical cure. I agree. I mean, the, so there was a study and it was done by Dan Baker, who is a prominent facelift surgeon who I believe is retired in New York. And this was back when I was probably new in practice, maybe 2005 or six or seven or so somewhere in there. And he presented at ASAPS and he showed that his filler and Botox patients spent about at the time, which is a lot. This is in New York and you know, 10, 15 years ago, somewhere between five and $7,000 a year Easily. on Botox fillers, mm-hmm. which is more now. It's probably more like 10 to 12, $15,000, yeah. right? And that the facelift that he did, which at the time cost $30,000, which now probably costs $60,000. These are New York numbers. These top are New York numbers, surgeons, right? Top yeah. plastic surgeons. So these are, these are high. These numbers, I could, I'll, I'll translate them in yeah. today's dollars for, for around the country. But the bottom line is that the patient satisfaction with the facelift was extremely high and way more bang for your buck. And actually, their filler and Botox use r- was reduced. Of course. Afterwards, because they didn't need, they didn't it. need and, it. And these were people that were of the means. It didn't matter. They weren't yeah. like, oh, I blew all that money on my facelift. I'm not doing it. They still kept coming and doing their stuff. So in today's world, let's say you're in uh, like Chicago. Facelift in Chicago is probably $20,000, right? Maybe maybe 25 if you're at the higher end there. So maybe you spend five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars $8,000 a year on your fillers and Botox, but you never get the bang for your buck until you do the facelift. So this is these are the things that come up between ages 35 and 55. Mm-hmm. After 55, you're looking at facelifts. You need a facelift. Yeah, you're, and if someone's just, telling you otherwise, they're just taking yeah, they're your just, money. They're, they're just trying to get the filler money out of you, and that's it. Um, because you make a lot of money doing fillers. You, you know, a lot of you money. You do. I mean, yeah. like, I, I, if I just did fillers and Botox, I'd make just as much money as I do during surgery. The, the margins are the same. You know, the you can kill it doing fillers and Botox and Medispa stuff financially. Um, but the reality is, is that what's better for you is to get that facelift and then enhance with Botox and fillers right. as needed, because but the, it's going to be a lot less. Well, Botox is a whole nother thing, but let's talk about the fillers. 
they're not fixing the problem. No. The problem is that, <laughs> like we just said, gravity always wins. Gravity, soft tissue loss, bony loss, these are actual problems that can be fixed with a facelift by lifting things back up. Fillers don't actually lift and they're just camouflaging the problem. So the solution is to fix the problem. And the I actually tell I tell my friends and I tell some of my patients that are getting into that category, that early 40s category where, you know, I'm looking at them and I'm seeing the facelift in the future and maybe oh, yeah. they don't have the means right now. And my advice to them is honestly, if this is not bothering you that much right now, save your pennies. I'm like, I literally, my advice to my friends right now is start your facelift savings now because you're going to hit 45 and 50 and you're going to get hit with this big number and you're going to wish that you had started saving for it it's rather true. than frittering it away on fillers that may or may not be of benefit to you now. And maybe you're in a financial position where that's not an issue. You don't have to do that. But if money and a budgetary concern is an issue for you and you do care about your appearance, start saving for that facelift and don't necessarily blow it all on the fillers. And interestingly, just to sign of side caveat, I was reading this study for this new filler that just came out that we were just talking about actually with Orla, this new Restylane filler. And in the fine print, right, they're talking about the comparison of their product with the competitor's product. They break it down how much filler they used in their study to achieve what they called adequate patient satisfaction. And both their product and their competitor's product used over four and a half syringes per patient in their study. That's a lot. That is $5,000, $4,000. Yeah. In just to achieve patient satisfaction. That's not the average patient. The average no. patient's not going to come in and get four syringes of filler stuck into their face every year. It's ridiculous. Incidentally, I did have a patient come in today and get Three syringes that are stuck into her face. And to be fair, lots of people do. Some people do. And that's that's a thing. But like that, those are the real numbers that you're looking at. If you're coming in looking to get an actual dramatic, not even dramatic, but just an actual visible result from fillers, you are looking at high volumes of fillers and a high price tag. And if you're okay with that, great. If money's an issue, maybe save your pennies. Yeah, I mean that's the thing you want. You want the patients to be happy. So like pumping fillers in when really they need surgery is a, a bad call. You just, you know, suck it it's up, just, say, the, say the words, it's time. It's time. And then do it. And now for men, you can't say they need a facelift. Mm. Men just want a neck lift. <laughs> so for men, what I, when I say to men, because I've, I've done this, now, now I know better. Now you know the lingo. Now I say, they come in, they go, what do I do about all this? And they point to their jowls and they pull on their face. They go, don't you, don't you think I need to get my eyes done? <laughs> or they'll say, you know, don't you think I need, and they're pulling on their face, don't I need to get my neck taken care of? And I was like, you know what you need? You need a neck lift with an upper facial extension. <laughs> <laughs> they go totally that's exactly it that's totally what i need that's what i need i need a neck lift but if you could extend it up to the face that'd be good yeah mm-hmm. if i say you need a facelift they're like i'm not ready for a facelift because facelift to the man is like it's like kryptonite like it's like they're giving in 
but they'll, they'll have a neck lift. Oh, for sure. I know plenty of men that with want an, a neck lift. With an upper facial mm-hmm. extension. With an upper facial. <clears throat> They're fine with that. AKA facelift. <laughs> <laughs> They're totally fine with it. So I, I have, in fact, I'm doing one of my friends who's coming ne- this month, this month, maybe next month, soon, in the next few weeks, he is coming in for a neck lift and is booked this way on the OR schedule. Neck lift with upper facial extension. <laughs> and he's getting his eyes done too. <laughs> but I did. I had one of my friends who was standing in front of the mirror is pushing on his neck and his face. He's going, don't, don't, don't you think I need to get my eyes done? I'm like, mm, those aren't your eyes. But yes, you do need to get your eyes done. And I'd make the incision right here around your ears to get your eyes done. <laughs> Yeah, I just need to get my eyes done. I think it'll be perfect. I was like, mm-hmm. let's do yeah, it. Yeah, sure. We'll take care of that for you. So I just, I'm just going to book them as like getting eyes done. <laughs> I saw that too. Like when I was rotating as a medical student, this is where I saw it first. The, uh, one of the craniofacial guys who was like, I never do cosmetic surgery. He had a case on the, uh, on the schedule. It was like booked as like uh uh, midline platysmoplasty with uh, facial flap advancement <laughs> and uh, smazectomy with uh, dermatochalasis treatment. And I was like, I, I'm i pretty sure that's a facelift. That's a facelift with a blepharoplasty, <laughs> right? Am I right? It was so hysterical and everyone was ragging on him. He was like, oh, I never do cosmetic surgery. That's yeah, not, not my thing. I'm like, um, uh, that kind of <laughs> sound, sounds like cosmetic surgery. Like, is... is that uh, is that kid uh, sixty two years old? Is that craniofacial stuff? No, 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 I don't do that. So I get it. I understand. You can't have a facelift, but the neck lift is cool. Neck lift's okay. Fillers are okay. I need a neck lift with an upper facial extension. I just don't know who's going to do it. I know. We've we've talked about this. Oh, no. <laughs> are you ready? Is this? Are you going to take this one on? I can do that. The neck lift with the upper facial mm-hmm, extension. Mm-hmm. All right. A cervical tuck, as one of our colleagues calls it. <laughs> a cervical tuck. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, you got to just, you got to sell that one properly. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I hear you guys. I don't want a facelift either, but, I, you know, it's time. Like, I just, I'm getting old. That's how it is. Some, there's there's nothing no, you do about it. Sometimes that's, not sometimes, like most of the time after a certain age, that's what you need. And I hate to tell you, my friends, but that's... It's usually sooner rather than later. You if you're talking about it, you need it. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. No, it's true. You're like, oh, one day I'm going to need it. That's today. That's today. <laughs> that day is now. Yeah. I just got this really nice letter from a patient of mine that I did as a resident in Pittsburgh about her facelift. And we did it when she was like, I think, 49 or 50. She must be 70 now because I was a resident, you know, a long time ago. And she just sent this letter saying that like she had that one done and then you know, she was psyched and then eight years later she wanted a little like touch up and it didn't really do anything and uh you know but she said she said thanks because i it gave me 18 years basically nice. of looking way younger than i actually was and that's the thing right everyone's like oh i'm not ready for my facelift i'm not old enough yet to have my facelift i need to be like what like 60 for that I'm like, and then you're 10 years too late to your you're 10 lift. years too late and you, and you that wasted dance. that those 10 years when you could have had a really awesome face well, and that's, that's one of the things I was talking to Glennis uh, Lyons, our uh, celebrity esthetician from Sacramento who comes here. Uh, she was like, isn't doing the mid face and the brow like in your 30s a preventative move? And I was like, yeah, yeah. because all that early aging is staved off. And so, you, so even though you've had that procedure done, 
you're not going to age like you would have aged if you right. didn't do it. Because you've moved things up. And so then when you need the facelift, it's a different deal. And again, you never really age if you stay on top of it. So all of a sudden, like you're in your 50s and you still look like you're 36 mm-hmm. years old, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the key. Yeah. All these celebrities that look like they are still in their 30s when they're in their 50s. It's not diet and exercise. No, they're getting facelifts. It's not yoga and meditation. Come on. I just get a lot of sleep. Yeah, yeah no. right. Yeah, you've had facelifts. <laughs> you've had some sleep under anesthesia. That's right. <laughs> you got totally. some good sleep there. That's good. And we're happy for them. Because, I mean, I take care of a lot of those people and they do stuff early and that's... That's, that's why they don't that's, age. And that's why they look, they continue to look great. And they don't look like they had facelifts because yep. their facelifts are done well. Mm-hmm. Except mm-hmm. the ones that aren't. <laughs> and the ones that aren't done well, you know that they've had facelifts because you could see them from across yeah. the room. Yeah. But if you're sitting there looking at somebody, this is, I mean, do the math, people. If you're looking at somebody who is 62 years old and they don't look a day over 40, there's a reason for that. Yep. Yep. They aren't genetic freaks. They have access and they have knowledge of where to go and a lot of times it's the agents that brings those people to me mm. they because they know they know and they, they know. know where to and go they just they shuttle them in and they say we want that we want what you did with so-and-so but we want it this way and do it that way and then they say and if you screw this up all of our livelihoods are depending <laughs> on it and we will come here and we will beat the crap out of you so don't no screw pressure. It up. no pressure no pressure yeah, but that's I, I you know i'll just get on the table let's go you know I am. I don't. I, that's that's what I do. Yeah, that's what we do. That's how we do. So get your facelift. I think was, I think that should be the title of this podcast. It was going to be <laughs> fillers versus facelift, and now it's just morphed into get your facelift. Yeah, like don't <laughs> don't look like an old bag. <laughs> if save you can, your pennies. Save your money save up. Save your pennies. Make the facelift jar. Yeah, you no, need the no, facelift. No, jar. seriously, you do. You do. Money's a, a consideration. There should be a way to do. That. There should be a financial vehicle for that. And I'm not going to do it. So, like, th- this is out there for you financial guys. Like, make like a plastic surgery savings deal. And like, you know, just like you're trying to send your kids through college, you're trying to save for retirement. I'm trying to look great. I think it's called the HSA. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Do something. You know? I get that. You're supposed to use that for like your medical. Yeah. Things. Like, you know, a root canal or something. But, you know, because God forbid the dentists ever get your insurance to pay anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, we have dental insurance here. It's useless. I mean, it's useless. I spent $3,000 on my tooth last year. Insurance paid nothing. How did you get it for three grand? I know people. What? Yeah, you see. Do you know how much my tooth was? Hmm. I don't even want to say. Yeah. So you, you I see? love my dental people. They're amazing. I do too. They are the best. I will pay whatever it is, even if, it's, if whatever. I don't even give a crap. My tooth is amazing. I'm so happy that I have my tooth back in. Thank you. Rugby has destroyed my face. <laughs> is that the, the other name for this podcast? <laughs> I left teeth on the field. You know, ones that are glued together by the dental students at Cornell. I'm still missing one over here. I've got summer teeth. You know, some are here, some are there. And look at that one. That's gone. Yeah. It's I, no need a, I need a, another implant. Who knows who's next? Like, which one is coming out next? <laughs> at least I still have teeth. I was thinking about getting an extra one back in over here. What do you think? I mean, because I'm still missing. Like, I only have a, I have a, like a unimolar. It's like a unibrow, but a unimolar. You are missing a few teeth. I could put one more back there. There's plenty of room. 
Oh, I smashed those babies. I'll never forget that day. I was up in the dental suite. I was probably 24 years old with the Cornell dental students literally gluing my teeth back together. Hmm. But we played hard in rugby. Yeah. One well. of my buddies fractured his jaw. <laughs> Another guy. <laughs> I can't even talk about it. Like, so stupid. We played so hard. We played like we were professional. Like we were the freaking, you know, New Zealand All Blacks. We weren't. You just gave each other more work and practice to do. Yeah, we were the, the, the South African spring box. No, we're not. We're the Cornell weekend warrior medical students <laughs> who are like out of shape and broken by the end of the, the day at a rugby tournament. It's all right. I'm giving money to your dentist now and your oral surgeons. Anyway, we digress. Fillers versus facelift. Get the real information. Go to somebody who's in the know. You will be happy that you did. That's it. This is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. Thanks for listening to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. If you want to reach Dr. Ravello or myself, we're available for consultations. We can also be reached through the websites. Dr. Ravello, what's your website? My website is RovelloPlasticSurgery.com. And the phone number to reach us here in the office is 310-954-1355. And I do want to mention Rock Spa, which is the sponsor, truly the financial backer of this podcast. And Rock Spa is the Medi Spa that's located both in Newport Beach and Beverly Hills, providing Botox, fillers, lasers, microneedling, esthetician services like hydrofacials. We have incredible people. They do great stuff. And I highly recommend taking a look at the websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. All the information is also on my website, drcalvert.com.